How was your turkey day? Did you get some good food? Dude, honestly, okay. I just want to let you know that people that are listening, sometimes coaches fuck up. Sometimes coaches fuck up. So I fucked up. Um, well, I, I guess I, I, it's, it's the fact that I went off plan for more than just Thanksgiving. Um, and so, yeah, that's where it, it's, it was a little bit much. Um, so I feel great. Like, because, okay. So because my calories are so high anyway, like it really didn't do anything to my weight. I don't feel like sluggish. I don't feel like nasty, but I know I just ate too much for, and I, for no reason, I was just like wanting to be really free. And, um, but at the same time, like my off to people is like, they're on. So, you know, I'm, I'm being probably really hard on myself, but that's okay. But I would say like Wednesday through Saturday, I hit my protein, um, maybe like one of those days, (laughs) the rest of them were a lot of sweets and like a lot of stuff. So, you know, I'm not mad at myself for it. I'm not going to beat myself up. Um, I'm, this is actually the first time that I've done something like that and not been freaking out. Um, and that's a win. I feel like that's a huge win, but you know, the fact that like, I, I did that and I was just, I went with the flow type of thing. I knew I wasn't going to freak out. So if I knew I would have freaked out, I probably wouldn't have done all that, but I don't have like, I have still peace of mind and I'm very happy with having a rest day. Even after all that, like I, I ate like out yesterday and I had half a pie and um, (laughs) like, this is bad. This is really bad, but it's like, I, I feel great today and I don't feel like I have to go work it off. Um, I'm not like, I have to train today because reality is I I trained five days this week and um, I normally don't. I usually train four days. I know I still need to rest Um, and I'm not dying inside. My weight didn't shoot up. I'm not like my body is, is, processing it fine, which lets me know that I do everything else. Right. Um, and so I'm not like, I'm not at all in a bad spot. Whereas I think in the past, I would have been like really tripping out about it. I'm I'm very pleased with myself and my mindset that, you know, and I think that's also having to do with having, taking some time during the week to just like kind of loosen up. Um, especially when I go out with like Tony and stuff, um, I loosen up around him because that's something that helps us have fun. Um, so I think that that's been helping me with stuff like this. Um, but at the same time, like my, my stuff, my calories are so high that it's not really going to like affect me a ton. Um, if they were lower, I think it'd be different. Or if I were like trying to cut or something, it would be different, but I'm not. So it's all good. That's good. That is really good. Yeah. I mean, I had a really good Thanksgiving. It was the first time posting. Um, I really enjoyed just posting, um, my in-laws, um, you know, I made all the food and that was always fun. Cause I really do like enjoy cooking and baking and stuff like that. And, you know, I made my grandma's like stuffing. Um, that's a cornbread stuffing that, you know, has been in my family for a really long time. And although I made some substitutions since I don't eat pork, so I use like Turkey instead, but honestly, all the food turned out great. Um, you know, we had lunch around like one, So then, you know, you kind of have like second Thanksgiving a little bit later. So I have no Thanksgiving leftovers, which I'm really thankful for. I'm thankful that we like were able to eat all that food and not like be wasteful or anything like that. Um, You know, the next day I weighed myself and I was literally like, I was like one 
143 the day before and I was 143.8 the day after. And so I was mm-hmm. like, that's, that's like a poop, you know, like, yeah, that's not it's like, like it's, it's literally like you didn't have a substantial shit. And uh, yeah, that's what- uh, although I did, like, let's be clear. <laughs> I did. <laughs> let's be no, real. Yo, like the other, like yesterday, <laughs> the other day, um, I think, no, what was it? Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday when I woke up, I was like, a little I was like a little heavier right yeah and I would come into my room and I'm like Tony like I'm I'm like four pounds heavier like it was like and, and then I like when you can't like take a good shit because I get sometimes angry that I don't take a good shit like I'll be like yeah. Eric I'm kind of upset because I didn't have a good poop this morning and he's and like then you hear I, yourself and then I went to the restroom to go to the bathroom I didn't like have a poop but I had like I later on like we kind of laid down and I had to go pee and I was like back to where I was. And I was yeah. like, I think, I think it was just, I think it was just a scale. I think it was just a scale. I don't think it was me. But, like, yeah. but you like have that little freak out inside and you're like, ah, I just, you know, I want to, I want to gain, but I don't want to get fat. Like, right, right. Exactly. So, like, what the like, fuck? Yeah. So, but it's no, also funny. like my own, I'm sure if I were actually on it, like I wouldn't have thought much of it. I would have been like, yeah, I guess. Oh, well, but because I wasn't, I was like, ah. right no I got you I got you but yeah that's super funny but yeah even this morning I hit a new low of 142 and like I haven't been 142 in like probably like in over a year so it's like I hit a new low even after like my Thanksgiving feast which I don't even think I went overboard like I I ate until I was just satisfied like I didn't drink because I just don't drink but like it was it was a good time like again like I wasn't worried about the food um I was just worried about spending time with my family. You know, the day after I went hella over my steps, not because I wanted to quote unquote work it off. Um, it was even a rest day, but we were just like walking downtown. And when you walk downtown, you walk. So we just like, yeah. we just enjoyed the day. And obviously I was super tired um, from all that walking, but, you know, got my training sessions in, like trained on Thanksgiving to grow my fucking quads and delts. But mm-hmm. no, it was a lot of fun. And I'm happy that you know, not that my family is gone, but I'm happy to kind of like be back on my bullshit and just like oh, be yeah. back in my zone. Like I'm yeah. drinking my, my little Shrek smoothie. I'm very today. happy that now I'm back into like Monday through, you know, well, okay. It's all week, but you know, Monday through mm-hmm. Friday is always perfect for me. So it's like, it's cause I mean, I I'm busy during the week I'm at work and then it's like, yep. I have nothing else to do. And I don't really track on those days because I'm at work and it's like, it's, it's more of a hassle to track. So I just do a meal plan. Um, I know exactly what I'm eating every single day. So it makes things a lot easier. But yeah, I'm really happy to just be back in the routine. And like, um, I I definitely think that this time around, especially knowing I'm going to do a prep next, you know, at some point, let me not like give all the goods away, you know, at some point next year, maybe. um, Yeah, I don't want to feel like I limited myself during the during the times where I I'm supposed to be living in the moment because I always feel that way. Um, and before I pulled out of my prep this year, I had feelings of like, I didn't do the things that I, that I, to the best, to the best self of me. I don't even know how to say that, but like, I was overly worried about tracking. I was overly worried about being perfect. And so when it came time to prep, it was like, I felt like I missed out on stuff that I could have done. Um, so yeah. I, I don't want to feel that way. Um, and so that's why I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to loosen up and see what happens. Like, let's see what happens. Am I really going to shoot up and wait? Am I, am, am I going to die? Am I not going to poop? 
you know, like I did all of the, I did all of the things that I normally do. I just wasn't on the calorie part. So, uh, it, it gives me a good idea of like where my body is at too. So that makes me pretty happy, but absolutely. Absolutely. Did you uh, do any black Friday shopping? No, we talked about it, but it's like, Black Friday to me, I'll do the the online thing. I don't really yeah, like. Same. I don't really like going out and and shopping with a bunch of people. I feel like I'm not gonna say like I'm not like a well. I'd like to be. I'm not like super diehard Christian, but like the fact that people get so worked up over things really bothers me for some reason. Like yeah. you know the fact that people die on Black Friday because people get trampled like is like really not it's okay sad. It's, yeah, sad, it's sad and I feel like that's that's a very flesh-like thing to feel to mm. feel like you have like like I just I don't want to participate when I started hearing about people dying um what be- before COVID about like people getting trampled like I I somebody near me got trampled at Best Buy you know because people yeah I know I know you should see her face right now y'all but like you know like I think that that's terrible and I I would rather just I, I like the deals, but I don't want to feel like I'm aggressive because I need to buy this. Right. No, some that. people like get primal where they're like literally fighting over shit. And it's like, yeah. it almost looks like fate because you're like, they're literally like tugging over like a cashmere sweater or a fucking TV. And it's like, yeah. are y'all really that like self-absorbed and self-consumed that like, you know what? it, As- it just blows my mind as time has gone, as I've gotten more into bodybuilding, like, you know, we're just babies in this. So it's, it's not even that it's been a long time, but as I've gotten into it, I care less and less about things. I care like, and when I do have things, I appreciate them so much. Um, I remember when I get really excited over like new, new, uh, like, electronics and I would buy them and then never use them, but I would say that I had them. And it's like, like, you know, like I don't even care about that. Like it, it gave me an idea of like what I really care about. And I'm a very simple person. Um, I've, I like the, the things that I need and I really don't like any more, anything more. i constantly find myself finding things that I don't need in my, my little space and mm-hmm. I throw them away or I give them away. And it's like, I don't want, I, I, I would love to live a more minimalistic lifestyle, um, and just have what I need. And I love the fact that I appreciate things. So when it's time for Christmas and I get like gifts that I didn't really ask for, I'm still so happy. Right. Um, whereas I think years ago, I'm like, I didn't really ask for this. I didn't really need it. You know? And I love that. I'm not like that anymore. Agreed. Um, and I, and I kind of wonder if like, it has something to do with just a shift in focus, um, just shifting focus on like myself and like what I need versus like what I want. Um, because when you're, when you're on a journey, like bodybuilding or like in competing, you don't really have room for anything except for what you need. Like you don't have room to think about what you might want, like, (laughs) except for the goal that you have. So I really like that. I like that. It, it purged me a little bit of like some worldly feelings and flesh-like feelings about materialistic things that really just don't, they're not, when I go, when I, you know, die one day, I'm not going to take those things with me. Um, so I would rather not feel aggressive towards people and I would rather just online shop and get what I need and get my deals and then move on. Like- no, agreed. Agreed. And that's all I did. Like we, like I said, we went downtown, but we didn't shop. We just went to walk. Um, but it was still a zoo, but literally my black Friday shopping was just, I placed a morphogen nutrition order because they have black Friday deals year round. 
um, use code MyoStrength or Brit at checkout. <laughs> Brit with two T's. Brit with two T's. Two T's, please. Um, I also bought, I think True Nutrition had like 20% off. That's where I get my protein. So I spent like $300 on protein, but got like a fuck ton of protein. So Eric and I will be set for a while. And I bought something else. Oh, um, Mediform and mm-hmm. Amino Asylum were having like 30% off. So I stocked up on my L-Carn and my Mediform. Oh, so. shit. Is it done? What, Mediform or L-Carn? Uh, no, um, Amino Asylum. I don't know if it's still, I mean, I'm sure they'll have like a Cyber Monday deal, but it was like, okay. I think their their thing was gobble gobble. Okay, well, I, I, need, I need to stock up on my L-Carn. So, yeah. Yeah, dude, that Mediform is awesome too. I love that for my my delts and my quads and then does, my rear delts. Does Mark have do you does Mark give that to you or do you just use it on your own? Um, he mentioned it to me like about a year ago. Um, and I've just stuck with it. So like I learned a little bit from Austin too about like how you can use it because Mark always had me do it pre-workout, which is fine, but you could even do it like I I've like had some people even say post-workout, but I'm like. No, I want to see a fucking pump, like fuck that yeah. nonsense. So it's like, I use it on, um, days that I train mostly, but I might start doing it on rest days too. So it kind mm-hmm. of depends on the body part, but like, for example, like whenever I trade legs, whether it's a quad focus or a hamstring focus, I'll still inject quads. Um, gotcha. yeah. Yeah. So I like, I, <laughs> uh, we'll move on after this, but for injections for quads, like when I, st- I used to not inject quads but I started doing it for Elkarn and I kind of, mm-hmm. I really like it. It's like now one of my favorite spots. I've, I've gotten pretty it's good. It's so at it. easy. I'm yeah, so easy. It's like literally like you pull down your pants and you're like, dude, and then you're like, okay, like I could do this shit in the car. I could do this shit in the fucking car. Literally. <laughs> and you're not like trying to like twist your fucking spine to inject. I hate glutes. I will not inject glutes. I refuse to. It's not fun. Yeah. I, it, it hurts for me. Like, it's just not, it's just not enough. I'd rather do quads really? straight like, up every day. So like, okay. Yeah. We, okay so I inject other things in my glutes but like like the, but carn like I don't for some reason I don't like carn in, in my glutes but there's other, there's other things that are fine I think it's too fatty and it like just sits like stays there and I'm like fuck that nonsense so oh, no, yeah carn is always like anywhere else yeah 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 okay well anyway like episode 22 getting smart with your goals um watch out for new year's scams Watch out. Oh my God. I already, I'm already getting ads for those. Like I saw one, it was $5 and it was five pounds in one week. And the, uh, the tagline is like, this is what I use for, um, my final week leading up to my show to lean out. Mm-hmm. Like that was like five, five dollars, five pounds. Like just a mat, like that's such low barrier to entry that like, even if a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand people spent $5 on that. Like you would just make $500,000 like, mm. like that, because of course it's $5, like Anyone. such a low barrier to entry. Yeah. It's infuriating. Yeah. So we are going to be talking about goals, um, and how to make them clear and reachable. Um, because I know you're going to see a lot of things out there, um, especially with the holiday season coming up. And you might be tempted to ask your coach about like fucking tummy teas and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and really it's all about making sure that what you're doing goes in line with your goals, especially as you go through the holiday season. Um, because I, I find even for myself, like when I was 
a baby in this, like, and I didn't really know what I was doing. Like I would try to do things like make sure I, I don't know. I didn't have like water on me when I was like water in me when I was like eating too much during the holidays or whatever. And it's really like, not about like going up and down with like your intake and like your food, like your food and your, your workouts. It's not about like saying, Oh, I'm going to get back on it after the holidays. It's about like being consistent and and reminding yourself of like what your goals are and what Mm -hmm. you're able to accomplish during this time, because it might be different than when you are in February or March, right? Because you might have stuff going on. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. It doesn't mean like, even with, if you were to go on vacation, for example, the, usually the goal for my, my clients is to not worry about progression, but staying where you're at. Um, because at the end of the day, it's going to be really difficult to do some of that stuff. Now, if you have the means to progress during vacation, great. But most of the time people aren't thinking about that. So it's all about how can we stay where we're at and keep going. And that's what's feasible for, for right there. And it's going to be kind of a similar mindset. And I'm not saying that you won't progress during the holidays, but you might have a couple of weeks that are different than what you're, what you're used to. So we're going to talk about like goal setting and making it um, feasible for you and how, how to b- give yourself grace, but also stay on your shit at the same time. So. Exactly. Exactly. So for those of you guys who don't know what a smart goal is, smart is actually an acronym that stands for, and there's like different, like smart acronyms. Like I think everyone has like their preferred, you know, what does S stand for, et cetera. But for like our purposes, it, the smart goal needs to be one specific mm-hmm. two measurable, three achievable or attainable. Mm-hmm. for um it's going to be r for relevant or reasonable i like the reasonable slash realistic that's kind of like my favorite view and then also time balance so is there some type of time limit on your smart goal mm-hmm. so we're going to kind of go through what each um like letter means and kind of like ask some follow-up questions and maybe give a little bit of an example so that way when you are actually thinking about creating either realistic goals or maybe a new year's resolution goal, which I think those are fine. But the reason why they Mm -hmm. fail is because they kind of don't follow this guideline. You just set goals that like you, you you know, you want, and you have like a kind of like a big outlook on life, which there's nothing wrong with that, but you don't like eat it in little chunks and then you get off track, you get overwhelmed and you stop. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go through and kind of talk about each each letter and each word. So starting off with specifics, like your goal needs to be clear and specific. Otherwise you're not going to have, you're not going to really be able to focus your efforts on whatever it is your goal is. Like you're going to rely too much off motivation. And when that wanes, you're going to be left with nothing. So when you're kind of thinking about the specifics of the goal, think about like, what do you want to accomplish? Why is it important? is anyone else involved or is this just me? Is this like a me versus me thing? Is there like a location of your end goal or are there even resources that you need or are there any limitations that you could possibly see? So kind of creating this game plan when it comes to the specifics of your goal is really, really important. Mm -hmm. So like, (laughs) imagine you're like dieting for a show, but like, this, this is your first show, but your end goal is to be an IFBB pro. So like, that's fine. That's a great goal. But at the same time, like saying that you want to become an IFPB pro and not setting like small little realistic, like micro goals to get there, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be far too overwhelming and you're not going to have the right direction. And so you're probably going to end up not getting that end goal. 
Yeah, I, I was actually going to use this example as well. Um, a lot of people, they'll talk about like how, especially like newbie, noobs, noob competitors, like they'll come in and they're like, I want to be an IFBB pro, not oh, realize me and they, <laughs> and, so like, and they haven't even won an overall yet, or they haven't even won a local show yet. They're still placing like fucking top five, six, like at local shows, but it's like, you have to go in steps. So, so for me, for example, my goal, this upcoming like prep season is going to be to take an overall. That's going to be my goal. That's what I want to do. Um, do, it'd be great. Like, so when people ask me, like, do you want to be an IFBB pro? Well, yeah, of course I do. But like, there's other things I have to do first before I sit here and I'm saying I am pushing to be pro like, um, and so sometimes like when, when you're not thinking of the smaller things, that's those specific things, um, the, the larger goal becomes really overwhelming. And so it can be unmotivating to get to that point And like, you you're like trying to figure out how can I get there but you're not even thinking like let me like win first place at this local show let me go to nationals first let me place like top whatever at nationals first I know there is I think at the USA is like I I was backstage and there I asked this girl like oh you know it's my first time at the USA's I asked this girl in bikini like how long have you know how long have you been competing she goes over like 10 years this is my seventh year at the USA's I'm like (laughs) damn bitch yeah. like damn and she looked phenomenal she actually got first call outs then she was like that was my first time making top three um so you know like it it, it her but i'm sure that her goals every single year were very small or they they progressed over time um so it, it's important to think to think in that way so Agreed. um Next would be measurable. So it's important to have measurable goals so you can track your progress and stay motivated. Um, And assessing your progress, it really just helps you stay focused and meet your deadlines um, and feel the excitement of getting closer to achieving your goal. So like if you um, like you have to think about your your measurable goal as like how much, how many, uh, how will I know when it's accomplished? So Back to the IFBB pro example, um, you'll know when you're a pro when it happens, but there are micro steps that need to take place, such as competing for the first time, qualifying for national shows, like like I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are measurable pieces of, of your progress. Like I have done this, and so now I'm going to move forward. Um, and so, yeah, there's a, there's a ton of things that we can put in there, but I don't want to like overdo it right now. Cause I have some other tidbits I'd like to like add in there later, but yeah. So make sure that your, your goal is measurable and that you can move along from your previous after you've re after you've achieved it. Um, it's good to also like celebrate your goals too. Um, even your, even the small things. So like, you might have like a really big goal of like being an IFBB pro, um, but still celebrate like the things that you are doing in between there. Um, it's really important for your mental and for you to look forward to continuing to keep going. So exactly. And other things to keep in mind that you can measure. Cause like, obviously like, especially depending upon where you are, like you might need to put on size so mm-hmm. you can measure like, well, how much weight do I think I need to gain? And like Mark is always saying like, you need much more muscle than you think. And it's going to take a lot longer than you think. So you need to make sure that you're keeping tabs on your data 
So that way you can see like if you're trending in the right direction, whether you are in the off season, you're trying to add size, or maybe you are dieting down for a show or whatever, making sure that you're losing at the appropriate rate. So measuring, you know, markers like that and keeping track of them, that's also really, really important as well. Yeah. Yeah. So when we go to the next um, letter achievable, or for me, I really like um, attainable. It's like your goal needs to be a re- a le- realistic and attainable in order for you to be successful and achieve the goal. So it should stretch your abilities. It should put you outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, you can't be setting these easy goals like, oh, in the morning, I want to brush my teeth. Well, hopefully, motherfucker, you're brushing your teeth every morning. Like, that's <laughs> not a good goal. Like, hopefully everyone does that at this point. But at the same time, like, it needs to be also possible when you're setting these goals. So, for example, for me, like, if I set a goal of, I don't know, wanting to turn IFBB Pro next year, I'm setting myself up for failure. I don't have near the side. I don't have near the experience. Like it's just totally out of reach. It's unrealistic. I will fail and I'll get discouraged and quit. So that's why when you're setting goals, they need to be achievable. You need to be within the reasonable constraints that you're able to achieve. And, you know, some things that, you know, you need to think about when setting these goals is like, how can you accomplish them? Like what steps do you need to take? Again, thinking of those micro steps And how realistic is the goal based on the other constraints, especially thinking of financial factors or maybe prior commitments, like, Mm -hmm. you know, bodybuilding, super expensive, you know, it's expensive to hire a coach. It's expensive to, you know, purchase supplements. It's really more expensive, especially in the competing aspect, because like you have a suit, hair, makeup, tan, like hotel expenses. Like there are so many added expenses that like, if you're not budgeting those correctly, you know what, you might have the dream of being an IFBB pro, but if you can't pay for all those fucking shows leading up to it, like that's a big, big barrier. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so you might like need to ask yourself whether the developing skills required to become head of market for this is just an example head of yeah. like, you know, so what like marketing is realistic based on your ex- existing experience and qualifications. So like, so if I'm looking at a job, right, and or there's a there's a job that I want, I'll give myself an, as, as an example, when I was like really pushing for this career in um, in campus rec, and I still am, but I'm, you know, I'm a little in between right now. Um, I look at the the job description for what a director is. Lo- what are they looking for in a director? Right. Mm-hmm. OK, so do I have those things? And so. Every year I'd look at, you know, the, or every quarter I'd look at a job description from a different state or for, from a different area. And mm-hmm. I'd look and I'd say, do I have all of these things? If they're looking for a certification, if they're looking for experience, if it's just time, you know, if they're one of their minimum qualifications is five years in, in campus rec specifically, but 10 years in student affairs. Well, yeah. you know, I ha- have only been working for this for two years. So obviously like I can't expect that I'm going to be a director next year. Um, so that's, that's an example, like what I need to work on is gathering time and then also whatever qualifications that specific position has. Um, so like, do you have going back to bodybuilding? Like, do you have time to come complete the required training effectively? Um, what, what are the resources available to you? Can you afford to do it? All of those things are all on the table. Um, and so those are things you want to think about before you get into 
you know, before you create like really large goals for yourself, because you want to, I know we don't want to say like, we always rely on motivation, not always relying on motivation and relying more on discipline, but there is a component, especially in the beginning where like, you're trying to understand yourself and motivation is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it gives you an idea of what you're capable of, because I think every successful person realizes that they are capable, um, but they have lots of goals that they're able to achieve and their goals that they can be proud of. Um, so in order to make it far, you have to feel very competent. Um, and so it being having goals that are achievable will help create a competent person. Um, and so then you can move forward from there and continue to move forward. So. Agreed. Agreed. So the next one is um, letter R. So it's either, I feel like, the um, not the count, but I feel like a Sesame Street, like, and the next letter is the letter R. <laughs> so R is like relevancy. And I swear, guys, <laughs> is relevancy, is it reasonable or realistic? Like kind of that same encompassing as um, achievable and attainable. But this step is important that the goal matters to you and it aligns with other goals. So for example, like if you have a goal of being an IFBB pro, but also like a master in something else that's completely irrelevant to bodybuilding, but that might be pretty freaking hard. Mm-hmm. So we need to make sure that you have all of the things that support and assist this overarching goal that you want and to retain control over them. So making sure that if you have plans to, you know, drive this goal forward, that you're still responsible for, you know, achieving this goal as well. So some like questions you can kind of like ask yourselves if this goal is relevant to me is, is it seem worthwhile? Like if you want to be an IFPB pro, okay, well, why does it seem worthwhile? Do you understand all the sacrifices that you are going to have to make uh-huh. maybe personally, maybe financially, maybe career-wise to get to this goal? You have to be understanding, is this the right time for you in this goal? Does it match other needs or other efforts, you know, that are in your life currently? You know, are you even the right person to do it? Like, we're not even talking about genetics, but do you have like the, dis- the discipline, do you have the work ethic that it takes and the discipline that it takes to get to this high level, um, you know, pro level status. Uh-huh. So those are some really good things, you know, just to kind of think about and understanding that, like, you know, you also have to consider where you're at in life. So for example, like, let's say you're married, you need to be considerate of your spouse's goals too. Like if you, like maybe your spouse wants to start a family and if you're competing, especially if you're a PED user, you know, that might hinder some things or make things more difficult. So like you have to understand and understand like the importance of relevancy when it comes to your goal and how that affects your entire life. Yeah. Like you have to think like, why are you doing it? Like, so if you want to be an IFBB pro, like why? Um, and how relevant is it to your life afterward? Um, is it just like, that's just the goal and that's, that's all you want. If that's, if that's it, then that's okay. Right. But it still needs to be relevant and you still have to have the means to be able to do it. For me, for example, when I think about being an IFBB pro, even though it's not like really something that I'm like, I have to, I have to do, you know, I, I just love competing. So if it happens, that's great. If it doesn't, I'm not going to like shit my pants, but like, if I were to go pro, why would I want to? Um, And the relevance in it in my life, for example, is that I'm a coach. So being an IFBB pro shows a lot of experience. It shows that I've done a lot. It shows that I know what I'm doing. It shows I know how to be uh, consistent, disciplined. I, I know what to do and how to compete and how it feels. So I'm relatable to other people. It opens a lot of doors. 
Um, so that's where it's relevant for me. And that's why if I ever decided to like, really be like, all right, I'm pushing for a pro card. Like I might think of, yes, that's, it's because I love to compete, but it's also because of other areas as well. Um, so think about it in that sense. It's like, why is it relevant to you in the first place? Um, you, cause once you're an IFBB pro, it's like, what, what's next? You know, what are, what are you going to do with that? Are you going to continue to compete? Is it just, you want the pro card? So it's like, cause I mean, getting the pro card is different than competing at the pro level, like at the, you know, so you have to think about that too. Once you're a pro, like, do you want to go further? Do you, if you, cause you're probably going to have to dip into some peds. Um, and you know, is that something that you want to do and how relevant is that? Yeah. So just because once you're a pro, I mean, now we're just talking about being a pro, but once you're a pro, you can't go back to being an amateur. Right. You can't like you can, you're going to compete at the pro level. So um, so appreciate where you're at right now, um, because you you won't be able to come back to being an amateur. Oh, you're here's a question just for this is actually something I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Let's say you are a pro mm-hmm. in figure, but you like hey, I don't want to use peds anymore, or I want to downsize, or maybe your genetics, you've been fighting them and you would do better in like wellness or bikini. Let's just mm-hmm. say hypothetically, mm-hmm. can you go back into the NPC? No, you are, oh. um, you are a pro. So you can, you can p- compete in any division. You just can't do crossovers. Interesting. Um, okay. Just at least at, wait, at, let me, I believe, yeah, I believe you can't do crossovers. Um, I could be, no, I'm not wrong. I know you can't do crossovers. You for sure can't do crossovers. Yeah. Cause you can't do it at the Olympia. So why wouldn't you be able to? Yeah. 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 So you can't do crossovers. You can, uh, so you can qualify for the Olympia in two divisions if you competed in. So like Sean Clarita did that he compete, he's Mr. Olympia or former Mr. Olympia for two twelve, mm-hmm. but he just won an open show. So he's qualified for the 2022 Olympia um, two twelve and open division, but he can't compete in both at the same show. Sure. Um, so, and that's how it usually is at any pro show, but that's why I'm saying like, um, appreciate where you're at as an amateur. Cause you get a, a chance to understand where you, where you fit best, because yeah. when you, when you're at that level, you have to commit to one division per show or per season or however you're going to do it. Um, so yeah, like for example, Miss Olympia, uh, f- I forgot her name, Miss Olympia for figure for year- years ago. She was Miss Olympia, I think like four years. I, f- I totally forgot her name, but she just competed in, she downsized for a few years and um, she competed in bikini at the Olympia this year. Um, and oh. that's, and she looked awesome. I mean, she, she looked very old school, very awesome. Um, but she took years to downsize because she yeah. was like, well, I just don't want to, the, the level that the figure girls are at now, I don't want to do all that. Um, even though she was Miss Olympia previously, she's like, I'm just not trying to, but it still took her a long time to downsize her upper body um, to, to even fit like bikini now because yeah. those girls are so big. So yeah, but good question. I like talking about stuff like that. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Well, that's, that's, that's definitely good to know. Um, final, final letter is T for time bound. So every goal needs some type of like time bound constraints. That way you kind of have like a deadline to focus on and something to work towards, you know? Um, however, there can be a caveat to this, making sure that your time bound goal is again, realistic. Like, for example, if I want, again, going back to kind of like our IFB pro example, like, okay, well, I want to be an IFB pro in two years. Okay. Well, where's your current level of conditioning? Where's your current level of size? Like, 
you know, have you even fucking qualified for a national show yet? So like making sure that like any time bound goal that you have is also realistic. So, you know, even thinking about like, okay, well, where am I going to be in six months or maybe six weeks from now? Like, are these like little micro goals that I have to set for this overarching goal, you know, realistic when it comes to the level of time that it's going to take? Also considering like, how long is it going to take you to you know, acquire any skills that you might need or develop any discipline that you might be lacking? Do you need further training or, you know, again, going back to a specific size, like it's important to give yourself a realistic time frame to accomplish like the smaller goals that are necessary to achieve your, your final objective or your final goal. Yeah. I think, um, especially in like in regards to bodybuilding and, and, in fitness goals, it's best to give yourself more time than what you think you'll need. Um, because a lot of times what I, what I find is that people will be like, well, I want to be there in like two years. And I'm like, yo, like, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, me too. But do you know how much, you, you know, how much time and effort you would have to take, like for those two years, like you would have to think about nothing else. Mm -hmm. And you, it's like, realistically, like, so being back to realistic, like you can't do that. Um, and so I'm not trying to be like a negative Nancy, but remember that like your body is going to go on its time, not on your time. Um, and a lot of times it's going to take more time than what you think. Um, especially if like, let's say for example, you'd like to lose, you know, 60 pounds. Okay. And you'd like to do it in, in six months. I'm not saying that like, that's, that's a long time, right? That's a long time to, to give yourself, but for 60 pounds, like that's a lot of weight. Um, and you probably have to do some, some, you'd have to be completely focused, like completely focused. You can't probably can't do anything else. Um, and that would be the only thing that you're really thinking about. And realistically, like, I know that people go in, especially lifestyle people to go in and they're like, I can do that. I can, I can do that in three weeks or whatever. I can stay focused and for however long, but then they get into it and it's like, they want to go out and they want to like, they want to be social. And it's like, well, like if this is your time frame, is it really realistic for you to think about it like that? Because in reality, it's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like if like you would have to literally think about nothing else. And there's a very special person for that. Like for you, for example, like competing. Ashley, like in, if you do like a 20 week prep, that's probably all you're thinking about. So yeah, you might lose a lot of weight because that's literally all you're focused on. But the, the general population, they're not like, they're not thinking that way. So you might have to give yourself more time. Like, Hey, how about 60 pounds in a year or year and a half? You know, like that's a lot more realistic. So just putting that out there, um, Time bound things are very important, but always give yourself realistically like more time than what you think. Like if you want to be on this like fitness thing, but you want cheat meals every single week, well, how do you think that's going to work? You know, so just keep that in mind as well. Keep, keep those things in mind. (laughs) Absolutely. And the reason why we're talking about setting smart goals is one, like new year's is coming up and everyone, most people do new year's resolutions. So I think it's important to kind of have a, a structure on how to actually set realistic goals that you can actually stick to whether or not it's a resolution or maybe just a goal that you want to set for yourself in the new year. Cause I think those are important for just overall human progression, but then also watching out when it comes to 
picking apart people's emotions when it comes to like fitness ads and fitness programs and fitness stuff, because mm-hmm. already now I'm getting holiday commercials and holiday ads for new fitness stuff. It's like, whether it's a diet or a training program or like a, a at home thing, like they're going to play off your emotions because, you know, chances are, if you're wanting to lose weight, you're going to want it now because mm-hmm. humans are not patient creatures. We want it now, but you have to understand that it took you a long time to get to where you're currently at. It's going to take a long time to get you to where you want to be. If you, even if you are focused and dedicated, so you have to understand that you can't just like have the, I want it now mentality and expect to be successful in the long term. So setting realistic goals, setting these smart goals that we talked about are going to be really important for your overall success and longevity, which is why if you do decide to work with a coach, it's important that, you know, the coach kind of walks you through the longevity of your goal and is realistic with you and upfront with you as to if this goal that you're wanting to set for yourself is even achievable in the first place, given like the time constraint that you might have in your own mind. So, you know, a good coach will actually like walk you through like how they see you know, your goal a year from now, maybe a two years from now, because a true coach is going to care about your longevity and your health rather than just making a quick buck. So, you know, I know that's something that Britt and I really focus on with our own clients and, you know, even people who have consults with us is we're not going to just take your money for the sake of making a dollar. Like we take our profession very seriously. We take you know, our, our outlook on a client's health very seriously. And we're not going to jeopardize that just for the sake of income. So it's really important to understand that as you are in, as you are consumer in this financial aspect that, you know, people are going to play on your emotions and they're going to promise you quick results. And although you might get those quick results, because you are just thinking so short-term, you might not understand that losing five pounds in five days and paying $5 for it, what that's going to look like. And, you know, especially when it comes to your overall metabolic health, but you know, that's all we have for you guys today. We really appreciate you um, listening. This is our 22nd episode. So technically our season finale. So we thank you guys for, you know, coming on, listening to us and supporting us as coaches. And if you guys have any questions for us or need anything, you guys know where to find us. Peace.